we both described like dress up as kind of more of an escape like it feels like an escape and I think that means different things for different people and so you might not know what you're looking for when you arrive but you see some people you know maybe become totally themselves or you feel see some people that might be looking for something else and maybe are trying on a, a look that isn't their norm so there's definitely no like everybody's experience is totally different um in terms of how they interact with the clothes and what the clothes like mean to them and for how they identify with the clothes i'd say This is also Cool Sounds Like. I'm Alejandra Melian. I decided to submit a photo to Dressing Up at Home, Dress Up Collective's exploration of the ways in which our relationship to fashion and clothing has changed, or not, during quarantine. Anyway, that's how they explain it in their call for submissions. I decided to submit because getting dressed has been such a balancing act for me lately. I need to be comfortable working from home, but putting an outfit together makes me feel like a real person. As I was sifting through the clothes in my closet, I was at first drawn to my going out clothes, the tiny dresses I like to wear with heels in the nighttime. But as much as I miss going out in these things, none of them were really speaking to me. I found myself pulling my blazers off their hangers, and I realized that I miss my everyday clothes. I miss the outfits that give me the put-together, ready-for-the-day, ready-for-the-world feeling. I ended up picking out a nice pair of pleated black shorts, my black bodysuit, and the black jacket with the buttons I picked out myself at the button store on Guilford. Putting these things on made me feel nostalgic and reflective, and I was so grateful to dress up for creating the space for me to think about what I miss about my closet and why. Tosca Webb launched Dress Up Collective in 2017 in an event of about 30 friends with clothes she rented from the vintage shop she worked at. Since then, she's paired up with her lifelong friend Annie Brebner, and together they've grown Dress Up into one of the funnest parties in Montreal. At their last event before COVID shut everything down, the Dress Up Halloween party sold out at about 300 people. People really enjoyed it, and seeing people kind of change when they put on outfits and from the beginning of the night feel like weird about the concept and about putting on an outfit and then to the end of the night they're like writhing on the floor and like quick changing in the middle of the room and it was just so magic and that first night I'll never forget it, it was so special so yeah from there I was just like you know what we can make this an event I feel like people want something like this. I remember the first night that <laughs> the first night that you arrived in Montreal. I know what she's gonna say. <laughs> we were we were sitting on the couch and I had made this like vat of pad thai. We were just like mm -hmm. in our underwear eating pad thai and drinking wine. She's like, okay, so what are you doing? Like, tell me about your life. And I was like, well, I did this thing that I named dress up. I don't really know. And then I told you about it. And you were like very interesting <laughs> and then from and for context we were like best best friends and then didn't see each other for like maybe three, three years. years yeah so this was our first reunion in a long time but yeah, yeah i did probably think it was very interesting <laughs> <laughs> i 
and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of logistics involved in an event like this. Tosca and Annie bring all the clothes to the venue themselves, and since the setup of each venue is different, the way they organize the coat check and set up the clothes has to be tailored to the specifications of the space they're in. But beyond the clothes, they're also hosting a huge party, and making a party fun involves a bunch of people. They pull in DJs to play records, photographers, people to run coat check, and people to make sure that everyone can find their clothes at the end of the night. In an ideal world in which we weren't currently in the middle of a global pandemic, I would have brought my mic to a dress-up event and recorded the joyful sounds of the music and dancing and, of course, people changing into and out of various pieces. That obviously wasn't possible, so I went to go visit the stars of the show, The Clothes. We've got an inventory of probably like 300 plus pieces and we always have enough for every event, but for some reason before every event, I guess we just get bored of the pieces because we see them so often at our studio. So before every event, we're like, well, what's a hundred more? We just want everyone to find a piece that they feel good in, which is why we feel so motivated to just bring as many pieces of clothing as we can to every party, mm-hmm. regardless of 10 people show up or 400 people show up, you know what I mean? Annie and Tosca keep their clothes in a big, open studio with high ceilings shared with artists and creators of all kinds. Even though I visited at night, the space felt bright and busy and had a lot going on. When I arrived, they had a small set set up behind a draping curtain for a photo shoot they were preparing for. We spent some time chatting on the two velvet couches, but as we talked, I felt my gaze pulled towards the rack set up to my left. So this is this rack <laughs> is the scariest yeah it's thing it, it, the it's world. it's it's fallen over on us one time and that was horrifying and we also had to carry it up the four flights of stairs with Tosca's sister Margaret yeah that was really bad I had to wheel this home by myself I picked it up from Craigslist it's like I don't know I don't know how much this would weigh but I had to wheel it home Clay came my boyfriend came and met me. And yeah, we finally got it in the studio. <laughs> so we're never leaving. Hey, I was actually just looking at this this weird looking vest, green striped vest, and it uh, reminds me of one of our first events, Brennan. Aw, shout out. This, like, uh, I call him like almost like monkey like. He just climbs everything. And he, there's a picture of him wearing this vest, like hanging upside down from the pipes in Psychic City, <laughs> which I really don't think he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, so wait, hold on, throw it back out for one second. Yeah. So like, it's so it's a um, a buttoned vest with like wooden buttons. Yeah. Um, and it has two stripes of embroidery. Yeah. Um, Hi. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Two types of embroidery with like these circle patterns and like kind of I don't know. I guess you could almost call them floral patterns. Yeah. There's like a little. There's little mirrors in the middle of the yeah. flowers Aww. or yeah. something. I don't know. Where did you get this? Uh, we can't tell, Eddie. I definitely think the act of going and dressing yourself in a space of other people just leads you onto this kind of path of a night that you you wouldn't be on if you had like you know perfectly got your perfect outfit together and arrived and just said you know here I am kind of thing. So. Looking at the clothes and the colors and shapes, the A-lines and soft pastels, the neon crop tops was exciting. It made me giddy to think of what it would look like to see each of these pieces filled with a dancing body weaving through one another and through space. 
And one of our biggest like kind of values is we're really focused on how the clothes make our party goers feel. Like that's one of the main kind of lenses that we look at dress up through is when we're buying clothes, we're just thinking of how would this make you feel. I think that clothes are always going to give someone a different feeling. Like I could pass the same shirt on to a group of people and we'd all feel different wearing it. What's really beautiful at events is seeing people trying a shirt that they might not necessarily feel great in and just take it off and pass it to their friend and say, I think that you'd look amazing in this. You should try this. You know what I mean? That exchange is really beautiful. Okay, I was saying to Andy, yeah. like, it's so ugly that I love it, you know? <laughs> tell me, like what, tell me what we see here. Okay, so it's like a cotton blend three-quarter length shirt with just like sailboats and... Some kind of city. Some kind of some kind of landscape. Reminds me of like Tommy Bahama, Florida uh -huh. type of like yeah. vacation to Disneyland kind of shirt. Kind of like something your grandma would wear with yeah. a bead necklace. Yeah, and kind of inexplicably, inexplicably there's like flowers on yeah. the bottom, even yeah. though it's supposed to be the middle of the water. Yes, and then exactly. Little birds flying. Oh yeah, that's the by the collar like or by the neck. This like is the type of thing though that like could just work out in the world somehow. It, yes, like just kind of. That's so true. Yeah. Just throw it on with a pair of jeans, <laughs> and people will think you're being like super intentional about it. So so it'll yeah. pass, you know. <laughs> this okay. This we. I think it's so oh cute, gosh. and but no one's bought it yet. But I love it. So I might just have to keep it for myself. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Isn't wow. it? And it has a hood. What? And a zip. So how would you explain this? It's like a white netted sundress, see-through, kind of like fishnetty, with yeah. a t-shirt and a front zip and a hood. Anything with a hood, I adore. Like, I know. For some reason, this makes it so fun. And so many people have tried this on, and no one's bought it yet. So I don't know. That's I don't crazy. know what the issue is. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it, it looks, I mean, depending on who would be wearing it, but yeah. on, like, me, it would be, like, I don't know, mid-thigh, knee-length. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. It really cute. Reminds me of those towels that you got when you were a kid that were, like, yeah. Winnie the Pooh or something, and you put it over with the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a good way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but make it fashion. I can pull this one up. This is my favorite, or one I would really want to wear. I should try it on, actually. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like a oh, I know. Wow. So we got this from our friend Zaki's sister who has Bulda's Love Vintage, which yeah. is her vintage stuff. On Etsy. On Etsy. And she gave us this when she was moving. It's so beautiful. Wow. So it's this like could um, be with like gloves. Oh, yeah, I should describe. Yeah. It's like a sparkle bodice with like a long, um, like brown iridescent pleated yeah. skirt. Yeah, like a big full princess skirt. <laughs> Mm, it's very yeah. fun. Yeah. Hanging there motionless on their hangers, though, I just wanted to touch the clothes. I ran my hands over velvet and sequins and lace and silk. It made me think of what Annie had said about focusing on how the clothes make people feel. I know that she meant internally, but I do think that the physicality of the textiles is powerful, too. When I wear velvet, I feel sultry and elegant because of the way it feels on my skin. Running my hands over all of the clothes, I could literally feel what it would be like to be at a dress-up event. Oh yeah, this is just a, tri a, a, qua a trio. <laughs> What's four? Quad? It's five, it's five. Oh, oh no, no, it's four, sorry. Quad of, of rock star. <laughs> <laughs> our shimmer collection. Our shimmer collection. <laughs> so it's several collared shirts. 
that are shiny. One is shiny silver, one's shiny red, one's sparkle silver, and one's <laughs> kind of more like a silvery Josie and the Pussycats kind of rock. It reminds me of what Rachel Green would wear on New Year's. Rachel Green is that? Oh, yeah. Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Friends. Or like a... <laughs> Yeah, it's almost giving me like Lizzie McGuire vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So those are fun. Sparkle, sparkle. Sparkle, sparkle. Does it a two piece Laura Ashley suit? Don't <laughs> mind if I do. <laughs> While there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, as we work to build alternatives, support your local businesses and support the arts. This episode is sponsored by Mothland. More than just an agency, Mothland is an extra-dimensional space, a frame of mind. But even more so, it's a tight-knit family sharing new sounds, colors, and textures through multiple art forms and unique events. The collective also aims to fill somewhat of a vacuum in the Quebec music scene, providing visionary artists in the psychedelic, experimental, and art-pop genres with an alternative label. Be sure to follow them as they're gearing up for a multitude of new releases, ranging from Sophistapop all the way to Minimal Electronica. You can find them at mothland.com, at mothland on Instagram, or at mothland sounds on Twitter. Now back to dress up. As I pulled items off the rack, I found so many pieces I wanted to take home with me right away, and I made a mental note to look up their online shop when I got home. But I also found so many things that I probably wouldn't have the courage to wear, and those pieces intrigued me even more, because at a dress-up event, I would absolutely pick those ones out, knowing that in five minutes, if it wasn't working for me, I could change into something else. I would say like a huge community that we feel super supported by is the queer community in Montreal mm -hmm. for sure um they've been like really integral to our growth and our success and I just want to like hug everyone and <laughs> thank them um yeah and students young people I would say that's kind of the I don't know people like us <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> yeah um, yeah always really fun really accepting like great energy that's the only thing I could yeah. say it's just like people bring such amazing energy to our parties and um you know one thing that's been so fun for Tosca's eyes sometimes we see people that uh Tosca might know or that we meet you know in a different experience come to the parties and then they meet someone else that we might know through another it's just been really fun to like see people form connections at our events and I feel that Tosca and I we've gotten to know most people that have come yeah. through and love them. Yeah. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always so exciting seeing returning faces mm -hmm. as well. Like, mm -hmm. you liked it enough to come back. <laughs> when we were little, like, dressing up is such a fun, I don't know, it's like you get to be somebody else or yourself, but, it, you know, I just always felt the real playfulness with it and just you know when do you get to really do that anymore besides you know sometimes we will say okay we're gonna get dressed up tonight if we're gonna go out for dinner or something but i don't know there's just like a playfulness and a, and a fun environment to be like okay i get to do this again and and you just feel light i don't know like young and free part of what i love so much about clothes is that they allow you to create who you want to be that day 
Every morning when I'm picking out what I'm going to wear, I'm deciding who I'm going to present to the world, even if the world that day only includes my cat and myself. But when there's someone new inside you that you think you'd like to introduce to the world, it can be scary to do that in the spaces and contexts that I've never seen you present yourself this way before. I think that dress up events provide a space where people can abandon their inhibitions, um, which I think is a really childish quality that we all have, that we all eventually kind of grow out of or forget to how to access. So I think that's a really special part of these events and of this initiative is to just kind of remind, help remind us all that we have that inside of us and to tap into that inner child and that that lack of ego and it's really hard to do and so when you have a community of people around you who are all kind of on the same page it's kind of like okay one two three let's all do this together it's so much easier and it's and it comes back to you so much easier obviously i'm alluding to gender here as one of the most performative aspects of our identities clothes are a beautiful way that we can subvert gender expectations because with so many options out there, so many possibilities, so many available identities to perform, so many shirts and pants and skirts and dresses and whatever, a binary just seems laughable. But it goes beyond gender too. We contain multitudes and clothes give us the chance to express it all if we want to. They're always different because different people always come and they're always different venues, it's always different clothes. But I think the one thing that maintains through all of them is just this feeling of like, like freedom and excitement. I don't need to go into all the problems tied up in the fashion industry, but we can't ignore the stark separation of men and women's fashion. Not just the labels, but the wild differences in forms of expression. Don't get me wrong, I love men's fashion. I think there's a lot of beauty in the subtlety of the details, and I've always liked the way I look in clothes designed with men in mind. But women's fashion is so full of color and diversity and loud expression. In fact, it might be one of the very few areas in which women have been allowed to be loud. Even in moments when women have been denied the right to make statements with their words, it's been accepted to make statements with our clothes. Yeah, I really, I really feel like there's so much nuance and there's so much underlying importance around clothing that is just not talked about because it's like associated with femininity and like femininity is bad, you know? It is an opportunity for people to kind of explore clothes outside of binary ideas, which can always be really freeing for a lot of people. And even people who might not even like identify as queer or trans or non-binary, or maybe they didn't know they did, you know what I mean? And to get to like step outside of what our norm is supposed to be and like what's expected of us and to kind of explore that I really think is so important and I think that clothing plays like a huge part obviously in identity and like the way that we think about ourselves and the way that we view other people. It's this form of femininity that Dress Up Collective celebrates and it celebrates it for everyone no matter how you identify in your gender. Dress Up provides you all the opportunity for expression that fashion holds. The clothes that you choose to wear is a representation of your insides, for lack of better wording, or at least has been the case for me. Um, and I think that that dressing is a really special process because it's really vulnerable. I've always felt vulnerable in dressing, but it's an exciting way to 
express yourself and to communicate something that you might not necessarily be able to do through words. And I think that that in and of itself is a really vulnerable thing to do. And so when you get a group of people, a room full of people doing that all at once and together in the same space, it just creates for a really beautiful accepting environment because everyone has their guard down. Every item that I pulled off the rack at Dress Up Studio was beautiful and clearly picked out and cared for with so much love by Annie and Tosca. So I was a little surprised when talking to them about the pieces to find a little less passion about them than I had anticipated. I had expected them to gush about the details of each piece, the cuts, the stitching, the materials. That didn't quite happen. It was clear to me that they loved these clothes, but I really watched their faces light up when they talked to me about the photo shoot that they had scheduled for later that evening. Listening to them talk about the model they would be working with, I realized that I had gone there under the assumption that the clothes were the stars of the show, but they're not. The people are. It's just all of our friends helping us out, honestly. And we have people like running the coat check, picking up clothes off the floor, doing sales, like running the door, running the bar, whatever it may be. Um, and then when we do content creation, we often do just open callouts. So to people who follow us on Instagram and whoever reaches out, um, we're just like excited to work with different people in the community. Our, main photographer is Betsy Mae Smith, another plug, who is <laughs> um, awesome and who I, who I worked with for a while and that's how I know her. Um, and yeah, like a lot of the people who model for us and who are involved in the things we do are just our really good friends and friends of friends and people in Montreal, people in the community. Tosca and Annie talk about their community with an immense amount of love, both the people they collaborate with and those who go to their events. For them, a collective isn't a bounded group of people with a necessarily unified vision or goal. It's anyone who wants to join them and dance and play and dress up. Literally every single person we've ever met basically yeah. through dress up is just like doing their own amazing work or just has so much to share. So it's, it's like exciting for us to, to be able to work with these people. After the first two minutes of talking to them, I knew I just needed to be friends with these two women. They brought so much joy to our conversation, and it was immediately clear to me why so many people are drawn to collaborating with them. I actually had a really interesting conversation with um, a friend recently about who are you when no one sees you. <laughs> and I think that quarantine like really forced a lot of people to confront that and like forced me to confront that feeling with myself of like, Am I dressing for myself or am I dressing for other people? Or am I dressing because I, I, I like want to express something to other people? And I think that like being alone in a house away from anyone else was a really like stark wake up to just like realizing that clothing as much as it can be like for myself a lot of the time I think that like it is for other people and like where do you draw that line and what forces that differentiation? While we all wait at home until we can go back out and dance together again, Dress Up lives on. Early on in the pandemic, they launched the project Dressing Up at Home, in which anyone can submit a picture of themselves in any outfit they wish, along with a short reflection about what getting dressed in this solitary period has been like for them. COVID, when it first hit, was so confusing for everyone in, in different contexts, but for, for Dress Up, we were just really lost because we had these plans and we were 
these both kind of displaced. Like I was working from home now and then Tosca ended up going, um, leaving Montreal for a little bit and we really didn't know what to do, but like our kind of main goal, or we, we were just motivated to stay connected with our community. And so we were like, why not just have people like let us know how they're feeling and like share that kind of with the community and um Tosca was so great at like you know curating the way that they were presented like little text boxes and having it be a carousel which I thought was so cool like kind of highlighting in groups and I feel that it you know resonated just because it's such a small world and like when we're connected through different things it's like fun to identify like oh i know them or oh no i know them so i think it was fun to just kind of make form some connections in that way we were just so humbled and excited by people like sharing with us some of their really deep reflections and experiences about what they were going through and then also just to like see people you know put together their looks and their their rooms and their spaces like it was like these little snapshots into people's lives and it was just so i don't know we were we were really blown away by the project i think that like why it resonated so well with so many people was because it was just such a strange thing to be going through simultaneously all together mm-hmm. and it was so isolating and so mm-hmm. disconnecting mm-hmm. and so discombobulated <laughs> and it was kind of like everyone at once finding their footing as to like how we can stay connected via the internet. And it was just a really, again, like vulnerable thing to write about what, you're, what you've been going through and to share a picture of an outfit in your own space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and share it on the internet with who knows who's gonna see it. Vulnerability inspires vulnerability and it was just a snowball effect where it's like one person shares one thing and then someone else is like, oh, if they can do it, so can I, you know? Yeah, I think like for us on, on a, brand level and like an awareness level was a really big step for dress up we had like kind of created certain spaces and we had no idea that there was potentials for other avenues it was really kind of cool to see that our values can can transcend on other formats and that people still enjoyed um like sharing their their feelings and their looks so yeah it was really fun in january they started accepting submissions for a second iteration What I love about dressing up at home is that it gives us a chance to peek inside all of these different worlds, all these intimate little spaces where people are living their everyday right now. The project is beautiful and honest and vulnerable. It's an example of the best that social media has been able to offer us in this time. If anything, I just learned from dressing up at home is that it just reiterated the fact that like Tosca and I are kind of mere hosts, like the community are like the real stars of the the show and like anytime we can just help format their stories or their space like that's like what makes us happy (laughs) totally and i feel like too that series just like shone a light on this is not about us and it never has been this is about people who interact with dress up on any level and it's just about spotlighting them because i just love people so much and I believe in people so much and I want people to be happy and we're just the hosts to boost these people up because I truly believe that everyone is a superstar and like everyone deserves a spotlight and everyone needs to be seen and heard. Dress up is one of for me like a real dance party like that's something I dream about Mm -hmm. and there's only been a few times in my adult life where I've really just like danced like that. Once I realized the dance aspect of dress up it was that was a really powerful 
and motivating thing for me. I was like, oh my God, this is so fun, <laughs> you know? I always want places where I feel comfortable wearing the most outrageous outfit. And so I think that for me would be kind of the motivating factor in coming to these events. And this idea that you can walk into a room and no one's looking at you and you don't feel out of place is so exciting. I think that the idea of like changing at a party and like sharing clothes with the people around you creates a really vulnerable environment and it's a really vulnerable place to put yourself in and I think that dance is also a really vulnerable thing to open yourself up that way and to express yourself through movement that way visibly in a party setting so I think that the two kind of go hand in hand with each other. I must say, it did feel good to pick out an outfit to show to others as I put together my dressing up at home look. The clothes I choose are part of how I work to make the world more beautiful every day. And even though I love to make my own world beautiful, it's a different feeling to get to share that with others. Dressing up at home offers one way to do that, but I can't wait to be able to be standing in the middle of the dance floor, swapping my red satin jacket for your pink lace crop top. I'll see you there. Also Cool Sounds Like is produced and edited by me, Alejandra Melian, in collaboration with Also Cool Magazine. Music by Orrin Ratowski. Artwork by Maleka Sorga. Check out the magazine at alsocoolmag.com or on Instagram at alsocoolmag. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other cool places you like to listen.